It's Town Talk Time, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham. It's brought to you at this time on the first Tuesday of each month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. Prime Materials Recovery assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. As we welcome in... Wyndham Town Manager, Jim Rivers. Jim, good morning. You're all geeked out about that great fire truck parade and the tree lighting, aren't you? Absolutely. I love fire trucks. I love our fire departments. It got as big as it's ever gotten this year, and the crowds were bigger than they've ever been. Tree lighting, uh, the the mayor, the Mr. Foster, then Santa came. I mean, it was, it was just fantastic. All the new lights all over the Main Street. I mean, it it just doesn't get any better than that. Did you have a sip of hot cocoa at the event? I actually was. I was not at the event. These are all rep- people were reporting to me through the night and the next day from people out of town, not just people in window. But I was getting all kinds of pictures and reports, and uh, it was uh, it was a very good event. And, and Santa and Mrs. Claus were at the community center. Is the community center just just in general? That's been a big hit, hasn't it? I think uh, it has certainly exceeded all expectations. You know, you you get accused of over-inflating things or under under-inflating costs, and in this case, we came in on budget, which was which was quite low actually. We didn't we didn't think with inflation starting to crank up like it did uh, the last few years that we would get get it in in time before the prices got crazy. We got it in on on a good price. But the, the use that that facility is getting, how it feels inside, if you haven't been there yet, please go there. They've got it decorated for the holidays. It feels so good that the seniors are using this thing. I, I can't even imagine. I, it's at least double three times the, the use that it was getting uh, you know, at the old place. And then the recreation side, it's just activity all day, sometimes into the night. But yet now we get to use it for these special functions, and we've used uh, the facility quite a few times uh, for either shows on the stage as a, as a green room for performers to uh, having events and talks and, and some performances inside the building when the rain is, it's, there's rain outside. So it's been, a, it's been fantastic. And not far from there, the big old electronic sign at the corner of Main and Jackson Streets. I love that sign because I sit there and watch it while you set up the red light, which is seems to be red no matter what direction you're heading. But nonetheless, I saw one item on the big electronic sign that said Little League registration is going on or coming up. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, it's December. They don't waste any time getting going on that. So were you a Little League guy when you were a kid? I uh, yes, I played little league. Uh, I'd say that was one of my better sports as a youth. Uh, I played little league right through the whole system through until I, until I was 16 years old. Uh, but it, I really enjoyed little league. And I, you know, you think about as you get older, all the coaches and the time they put in uh, to help you. You know, my dad worked swing shifts, a lot of overtime, and to have those coaches come out and take their time. Uh, to coach the teams. I think about all of them all the time. Some of them have passed, of course. Some of them haven't yet, but uh, the time they put in. So thanks to coaches anytime your kids are in any kind of sporting event or or Boy Scouts because uh, they're really putting a a positive impact on your children. Uh, And it's, again, Wyndham. We've got a great program, uh, the Little League systems in in Wyndham, and so certainly Willimantic baseball over here on the town's field, uh, the Legion field. So it's 
Um, it's, it's, it's a great program, and I encourage you, if you haven't got your kids signed up, do so. And that's a good news because spring is right around the corner, right? Sure feels that way. It's 50s today. I second that emotion on coaches, by the way, and the adult supervisors making a good experience for the kids. And, you know, when I played Little League, I had some people in that same role as well who I still remember fondly. I, I got you pegged as a second baseman. How am I doing? Uh, not even close. Uh, I, I, I played just about every position but first base as, as a youth. Up to, uh, I pitched and, and, and catched. I played outfield. I played shortstop, third base. I had a pretty good arm. So I, I, a second base was probably my, the second lowest on the list of positions I would play. First and second, I wouldn't play those positions, but I'd play all the other ones. All right, so much for my ability to peg your dominant position there. Backing up to what you'd said a few minutes ago, the the lights on Main Street, I think the ones that I noticed first were the ones on the town hall lawn. But people might drive down the street and they go, oh, there's those lights again. You know, we see them every year. No, we don't see them like this every year. Aren't they bigger and better this year? Uh, oh, absolutely. There's a group of, of uh, folks that have been working on this for a quite a long time. Mr. Dingwell, Ken Bolin, Mr. White, a uh, few others uh, who have been raising money, and I think they've raised about $30,000 for these lights. So there's a significant change in the amount of lighting that's going up, and they've been working really hard. I mean, it's not just put these lights up. If it gets real windy, what do you have to do? You have to go back and repair the the damage from the wind, or if it's really rainy, you got to protect it from the rain. But it's, you know, we're trying to put ourselves on the map here any which way we can. And we have this awesome downtown. We have an awesome town hall, trees along the way. Why not utilize them and decorate for the holidays, make people feel better, make people feel like they want to spend more money, whatever. And uh, so they've done a fantastic job. Now, was that project the same one that got the the critters there on the town hall lawn, which I noticed are even lit up during the daytime? Yes, that is not. Uh, again, that's not town hall staff doing that. that uh, that's the volunteers. Uh, you know, a little bit of help. Any of the aerial stuff, things that have to be put up really high, the light, the, the, the light post, uh, you know, the little snowflakes and things, that's public works. We did that before. The big wreath on the front of town hall up top, that was put up there by Public Works. We always did that. But all these new lights, and they keep, seem to keep growing every every day. It seems like I see something else. Um, that's the volunteer group I just described to you, and they have just really done a fantastic job. Yeah, great job by then. you got a town meeting tonight. What goes on there? Uh, yeah, we have a town meeting. We've been working on uh, – one of the things we've worked on for the last, I don't know, about a year now uh, is to preserve a piece of property along uh, – kind of back a Home Depot – on uh, the back corner there, there's a, as I reported pr- previously, there's a big development back there for some uh, housing, some market rate housing, and that got approved. We we'll hope they hang in there with inflation. We're crossing our fingers, but they seem to be still hanging with this project. All their approvals with the state are done. But there's another piece of property that we realized during going through those approvals. Matt Vertefe, our, our planning director, uh, he Said, hey, you gotta, we gotta look at this property. It's an old gravel, expended gravel pit way back. You don't really see it from the road. And it's 12 acres and it's between the, the white cedar bog or swamp and this development. And we said, we should preserve this. It's a great parking area to get onto the airline trail. The owner, which are the Donahue, the Donahue family, they created a, also call it a all ready to go municipal parking lot for cars. If you get out of your car, the trail is a real short, you know, maybe 150, 200 feet to the airline trail. 
Anyway, we're going to purchase that or try to tonight if the uh, voters approve it uh, at 630 at Town Hall. Uh, we haven't preserved too much land. We've been doing a lot of other good things. Uh, but the price of the 12 acres is $124,000, verified by a professional appraisal of a, at $130,000. So we're good there. Uh, the council has approved this, with the exception of one of the council members, unanimously. Uh, unanimous at the Board of Finance and unanimous at Planning and Zoning Commission. So if you want to support this preservation, which is a really, really big win for us, I think, for uh, generations, uh, it's going to be great passive recreation as well. Did I hear it was the town manager who actually had to negotiate the price for that parcel? Uh, we, you know, when we do something like this, uh, it, it, well, it's it, in a way, right? We, I would negotiate with staff. I mean, in this case, Matt Vertife, uh was the person that was in contact with the owners. I never actually spoke with the owners. And then we have the attorney look at the, the contracts and make recommendations. As He, he recommended the, uh, the appraisal company that we used in this case was the town attorney, um, and he, uh, again, Matt Vertifay was for at the center. But, yes, I would negotiate things and then tee them up for the council, the board of finance, whatever, for their consideration. Sometimes I get direction in advance. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but we, we would negotiate a fair or reasonable price and, then, uh, and hope that the council, board of finance, et cetera, would approve what I have done. They don't have to. They could make an adjustment or change something. But uh, in this case, yes, uh, staff negotiated the price in advance. Let's see what's going on with Mr. Kelly, Mr. Martin Kelly, and the uh, the Hurleys building across the street, and then to our east here, you got what they call now the Foster Building. Many of us call it the Willimantic Trust Building, but nonetheless, uh, one thing about that building, Jim, is that all of a sudden now they've blown out some of those holes in those or windows, and they're bigger. So it may not look like much is going on, but there's guys there almost every day, and they're making some progress, I guess. Yeah, you know, this project is going slower than we hoped. Uh, you know, we've got, I'll say, a, a, a smaller developer. When you have large developers, they have teams of people that go around the country and they show up and they get it, bang it out, and then they, you know, they, they leave pretty quickly. But this this case, is a, he's, he's an individual, and he's got crews that come and go. Uh, so he's got to line up the people, line up the materials. It hasn't been easy with COVID and inflation, and he's had a little bit of health issues here and there. So... We're finally back on track. His construction manager meets with our our team inside of town hall, the regulatory team, every week now, and in every all, you know all through the week we're communicating with him. So there seems to be a lot of activity there. Um, we're getting a lot of information from his engineer. Um, the windows were had, when we understand the windows have come in, but they're sitting in New Jersey in, in in storage because they're not ready to put them in the building. So the good news is what I try, keep trying to tell everybody. Mr. Kelly is quite committed to this project, certainly financially. Not going as fast as we like, but I think he seems to be on track to making a lot of progress. Then you go across the street, and uh, that, that group there, which is not Mr. Kelly, the, the Murray Hurley's building, they are going really fast. Uh, again, that's a, uh, a contractor that, again, gets paid when they do the work, so they're going pretty quick. You can see uh, inside, like they formed up some of the partitions, uh, already, you can see metal studding going up. So that project's moving right along. Uh, they they're hooking the power up. I think this last week or two. Um, so it's you know we're making a lot of progress. You got the pizza place right around the corner from you guys. Uh, and it, again, everything is is going. Even though we've got this in crazy inflation and then COVID, and um, it's it, we're still seeing a lot of development uh, across town and still a lot of interest in the pipeline is 
you know, people are still lining up projects uh, throughout the town. So it's it's still very encouraging. Is it too early to look at approximate target dates for completion on those properties? Well, no, I, I think the, the Murray-Hurley building is going to keep moving along, and I'd say within about a year that's going to be done. Uh, Mr. Foster, I'm sorry, Mr. Foster, not Mr. Foster, Mr. Kelly on the Foster building, um, that one, if, I mean, if he moves along and can, can have the resources to do that project, um, you know, that could be a year, a year and a half away. Time is money, of course. You've got to move quick, especially when you start drawing down on, say, a bank loan, you don't want to be paying the interest on that bank loan and no income coming in from, the, say, the apartments or the businesses. So he's got to move quickly once he gets going. And I think you're going to see, if he can stay on track, he does have a loan, uh, you know, a construction loan that we can see on record at Town Hall for almost $5 million for that, the Foster building. So the funding is there. Uh, he just got to, you know, kind of get it all together. And it seems like that's what's happened uh, in the last couple of weeks. Do the windows you talked about at the Foster Building play a role in the progress of this project? Because it is going to get pretty cold. We're not going to have a lot of 50-degree days between now and, say, March or April. And I'm thinking that if they get some windows in there, then they can probably make more progress on the inside on some of these days that are going to get pretty nippy coming up. I think that's what the, you're, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to close the building up. And anytime you have, you know, any kind of construction project, you want to close the building up as soon as possible, the roof, the windows. Um, again, I don't know if they're going to, you know, here we are. I mean, it's December, so I don't know if they're going to close it up before it's too cold. But hopefully they can keep whatever they got to do, they can keep working. They do have to dismantle the front of the building. They've been waiting on a state permit. They've been going back and forth with the state on exactly how to, sign the, the pedestrian traffic around that uh, that part of the construction project, or the deconstruction. So I know that was kind of a holdup for them, but I think they've made quite a bit of progress recently. We could see some chatter uh, with the state and, uh, uh, you know, DOT on closing the sidewalk to dismantle the front. But you can see there's a lot of activity. His demolition guy has been noticing people around town, around the Hooker and around the Poya building. Uh, so we could see some activity there, you know, shortly as well. Uh, no promises, but again, you wouldn't notice everybody if if you didn't have an intention to uh, uh, to do something. Why would you go through that? But that's a different contractor than than who's uh, you know the people that are working in the building right now. So uh, it's again encouraging to see this activity uh, that you know we've, we've stalled a few times over the last couple of years for different reasons. Jim, you touched on COVID there regarding these construction projects and the numbers that I see from the state show the numbers going back up. They did go down about a month ago. Maybe that's just because the weather's colder, but maybe you see some numbers I don't see. What are the reports you have on the COVID-19 status in the town of Wyndham? So, yeah, you know, the numbers you get are pretty much the numbers we get. They come from the state health department, uh, local health department, and kind of sends out a report periodically to us or, or every week. Um, it, we're seeing the same numbers. I think I, we, what we've talked about in the last, six months or years that as, as the masks came off and the testing sites sort of disappeared, um, people are, you know, and, and the self-tests are available. We don't really know exactly what the number is. So it's a little harder to gauge if we're going up or not or not, because um, we are not, you know, we don't have all these testing centers and everybody was getting tested by some public entity that would track the numbers. Now they're doing a lot of home testing. So yeah, we have the other way we keep track of it is, um, you know, we hear from larger organizations. We, we kind of got our ear to the ground, 
and we, we hear about outbreaks and things like that. So we sort of track that as well. And, you know, without mentioning any names, we've seen some outbreaks in different, uh, different larger organizations uh, that indicate that we are on the increase, and it makes sense. It's that time of the year. It's flu season. It's virus season. Also, there's been this nasty flu going around. I don't know a number of my employees have, employees have this, a pretty bad flu. So, um, you know, we haven't seen that for a few years. The precautions have come down, of course. And now the flu can can do its thing as well as the COVID. So you can get confused whether it's COVID or the flu. And some people get both. And then you, that's when you really don't want don't want those things. So uh, again, we should be cautious. I see more people with masks. That's smart. Um, we're going to start meeting again regularly as these numbers go up and, and try to come up with some you know maybe some messaging and things like that like we've done in the past. Wyndham, thirty nine new cases in the last fourteen days. COVID, we're talking here, and twenty one in the last eight days. Uh, I'm not seeing that big a spike in deaths as we had seen, say, a year or so ago. But what I am seeing in the last month has been an increase in hospitalizations. And then you got that on top of the people who have bad cases of the flu and this RSV thing, respiratory syncytial, best I can do, virus. uh, I guess that's really attacking the kids, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one that they're yeah they're concerned about for children. But you know your your point is so fatalities, deaths they they lag right because first you got to get sick, then you might end up in the hospital, and then you know if you don't make it, it might be a few weeks later. And so again, we track obviously the infection, but hospitalizations, and that's that's the true tell of where we are. And like you said, they're starting to go up, uh, not nearly as bad as it was a few times over through this whole uh, virus three years or whatever but um we again we're starting to see the hospitalizations go up that's concerning all right let's turn the page to something a bit more fun here and that's december 17th we're back on the shabu stage even in the middle of december you know we just we had so many great events on the stage this year we learned more uh we're going to readjust for some of the things we're going to do next year but yeah there's a there's another event and that one's also kind of organized, sponsored uh, by the, the, that same group of uh, gentlemen there or folks that are doing the lights. So they're trying to, again, it's not uh, a town event, but it's uh, being put on by uh, this group, and uh, they're paying a professional to run an event, uh, kind of a holiday event on the green, on the stage, all kinds of fun things to do, some music, food trucks, and uh, maybe raise a little bit of money uh you know, they're trying to get some money back into the light project, too. But it is free to the public to, to attend. They're not charging any admission. But, you know, you, the vendors pay for their spot or, or whatever. They raise money through uh, donations. And, again, it's it's just another great event, uh, feel-good event, right next to the new community center and right on the green, right near all this construction and the new sign and, and the frog bridge with the scarves. I mean, it just it feels good to be out there. And I know everybody that's been out there has said the same thing to me in the last couple of years. Yeah, that'll be on Saturday, December the 17th. So that's an important date to circle on your calendar. Now, I was driving on uh, Machine Shop Hill Road in South Wyndham a couple of days ago. And, yeah, you've gotten rid of all that, they call it Giant Vac, the old Smith and Winchester building where it had the big fire. There's another big brick building behind that. Doesn't appear it's doing anything. Is there anybody in there or is there talking about maybe bringing that one down too? Uh, no talk of bringing that down. What has been happening is the uh, the Planning and Zoning Commission has been working on you know, uh, rezoning that area uh, with feedback from the public in that in that village in that area, and I think they're about to make some some proposed changes to the regulations. 
and then we are going to sell the property. It currently is in the hands of the town after the uh, we took it from the owner after we had to do the, the demolition. Uh, he wouldn't do it, so we had to do it. And we have a lien on the property, so we're going to try to recover our lien. It's about $350,000 lien. Uh, once the regulations are uh, firmed up, changed, whatever, and then we're going to put it out there for, uh, for auction. Uh, so that should happen in the next few months. Uh, but that building, I don't, I don't know what the new owners might do with that big building. It's still structurally sound. It's boarded up for safety. But uh, there's a number of structures on that property that would go with the property. And how about the Knights Oil site? That, that, what's the progress on that right now? Uh, we have, uh, again, a, a buyer, uh, Lyman Real Estate or Lyman, uh, and they are looking for tenants. And we are waiting for the, the last cleanup grant for the subsurface cleanup, which we received and has been approved by the town council, it seems like, many times over. But a few approvals the state needed have been done, and now we need to, uh, in the town, and now we're going to do that cleanup. So probably in the spring, uh, that work, that subsurface work will, will take place. And then uh, it will be purchased by uh, uh, Lyman. You can see a sign up there now for looking for the right tenants for the property. Uh, but this, that's moving along. And then one last note, talked about that event on December 17th. On uh, December 18th, I think it is, you got the Shabu All-Stars playing those two gigs out at the Klaus Larson Auditorium, the old Sears building in North Wyndham, all for a good cause, the Covenant Soup Kitchen. That's a great event, too. Great to hear the Shabu All-Stars perform. Yeah, they built that out. If you've never, never been inside there, it's an opportunity to check it out. It is beautiful inside there. It's not the old Sears, but it, it's there's a big conference area where I don't know if they can seat 500 people or something. And I think that's where they're going to have the concerts there. You know, they, they have other talks and other events there, uh, but they're going to have some, some performance, musical performances there. And I encourage anybody, it's a, for a good cause as usual, it's going to be a great show. Uh, but to see the building inside and what they've done with it, it's just incredible uh, what, the, what uh, Mr. Larson has done with, uh, with that building. Again, another thriving business in Wyndham. Boo at the Box, the Shabu All-Stars concert to aid the Covenant Soup Kitchen, and that would be on December the 18th. Jim, we'll talk to you after the holidays are over. Have yourself a great holiday season. A Merry Christmas, pal. Thanks a lot, Wayne. You too. Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street and Ash Street, Willimantic. Headquartered in East Hartford, PMR operates state-of-the-art processing facilities in Canastota, New York, Willimantic, Connecticut, and... Orangeburg, South Carolina. Learn more at pmrinc.com. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.